chapter 20. The Egyptian term seer is difficult to render. However, Dimitri Meeks and Christine Favard Meeks maintain that it designates the special noetic faculty, quote, that enabled the gods to perceive an instant. It enabled the gods to perceive an event the instant it occurred, together with the reason for its occurrence, end quote being thus equivalent to noetic illumination and all-embracing gnosis. Seer presumably includes all possible knowledge and is found in Atumra's shining eye as its universal irradiation. In a pair with Hu, the creative utterance, the personified seer, sometimes interpreted as meaning perception, stands in the solar bark of Ra. Quoting from Daily Life of the Egyptian Gods, page 95, by those authors. This capacity, which every god possessed in some measure, was a dormant kind of knowledge that became active in the presence of the event that brought it out. It enabled a god to grasp, in the fullest sense of the word, what was going on. It made it possible for already existing knowledge, reactivated by a signal, to emerge at the conscious level. Sign of Recognition that is the basic meaning of the word seer in Egyptian. Thus was established a rather clear-cut distinction between seer, or synthetic knowledge, and knowledge as technique and praxis, called rek. Seer operated like an absolute intuition, irreducible to logical knowledge. Rek implied a way of defining concepts that necessarily entailed the use of speech and later writing. They endowed it with the capacity to be transmitted. End quote. However, one cannot be sure that the term rec simply means something like discursive or scientific encyclopedic knowledge. In many contexts, rec is an equivalent of the initiatory gnosis necessary for the successful arrival at, quote, the shore of the great island, end quote, namely the divine realm, and for appearing as a god. The disciple to whom the God of Wisdom reveals different types of useful scribal, theological and scholarly knowledge in the Egyptian demotic Book of Thoth is the lover of wisdom, Merek, that is the philosopher in the original Pythagorean sense. Richard Yasnow and Karl Theodor Zaltzik argue that the role of the Merek Quote, raises the problem of initiation and mysticism, end quote, because among the goals of the Murdek are participation in alchemical transformations, liturgies, rituals, hermeneutical events in the Duat, and eventually joining Ra in his solar bark. They say, quoting 200, uh, Richard Yasnow in Karl Theodor Zalzik's book, The Ancient Egyptian Book of Thoth, a demotic discourse on knowledge and pendant to the classical Hermetica Volume 1 text, page 13, we know of no examples of the striking Egyptian parallel to Greek philosophos outside of the Book of Thoth. Merek designates the aspiring student or scholar who desires to be initiated into the wisdom of Thoth. His relationship with the deities is a close one. Thoth treats him virtually as a son. End quote. The dialogue between the the one of Heseret, Thoth, and the Merek is modelled on an initiatory underworld dialogue employed in the literature of the New Kingdom. The Platonic dialogues follow this pattern. 
though the Demotic Book of Thoth itself is based later on Plato, its patterns and ideas are based on the Ramesside theological Rech. In the context of priestly mystagogy, Imhotep, the chief lector priest of Heliopolis, was regarded as an ideal sage or bearer of knowledge, Rech Aket. He is a paradigm for every subsequent Egyptian philosophos since though designated as the son of Ptah, he was a mortal god whose Ba ascended to heaven and became a god. Consequently, Imhotep is the model for the initiatory death and transformation which every Murek hopes to accomplish. As Hornong plainly states, there is a constant Gnostic stress on knowledge, most frequently secret knowledge, quote, through which alone in good Egyptian tradition salvation and redemption is achieved, end quote. That quote from The Secret Law of Egypt, its impact on the West, page 44. The dialectical book of the book of uh, the dialectical action of the Book of Thoth, which survives in damaged fragments, probably is set in the mandala-like house of life, per Ankh, and dramatized in connection with divine festivals. A connection which a uh, connection also suggested by the dramatic setting of certain Platonic dialogues. Yasnau and Tsaltsich write, and this is pages 3, 6, and 8 from that same earlier text. There is little doubt that the constituent elements of the house of life could be imbued with symbolic force. The author may conceive this institution as reflecting the underworld, or perhaps better, the divine world. Similarly, the author of the Book of Thoth may sometimes employ metaphorical language, the process of attaining mastery of scribal knowledge, for example, may mirror the deceased's striving to attain rebirth. Thereupon, the Merek praises Thoth for his advice, and expresses his own hopes for what amounts almost to a spiritual rebirth. The Merek offers a recitation of praise to Thoth or Imhotep at the festival of Imhotep. He expresses the wish to join his entourage, become a seer, Seer in this case, like our word seer, not the Egyptian SIA that we were discussing earlier. Uh, and worship Seshat. The Murek further proclaims personal experience and knowledge of such events as Thoth's defeat of the enemies of Ra in the underworld. He introduces himself, answering the question, Who are you? with the words, I am the Murek. End quote. Hence, he is the lover of wisdom, and wisdom is embodied by Thoth, to whom he avows his loyalty, showing desire to worship this god, partake in his rituals and processions, and understand their hidden symbolic meaning. It seems that the ideal Murek is a pious scribe or scholar, sometimes functioning as the lector priest like Imhotep. In accordance with the chief theological paradigm, he enters the bark of Ra, thus being like the transfigured Ak and not the material corpse, Mut. He is both prophet and craftsman, the servant of Thoth and other gods, including Ptah. In this respect, the quote-unquote one who loves knowledge is analogous to the great Imhotep, or Amenhotep, son of Hapu. The Egyptian scribes and religious scholars, those concerned with the sacred books, quote, manifestations of Ra, end quote, Baal Ra, Hope, 
quote, to be united with Amenhotep and Imhotep in the afterlife, end quote. Uh, that line from Egyptian, Egyptian Saints Deification in Pharaonic Egypt, page 105 by Dietrich Fildung. The holy books, the hieroglyphic and hieratic compositions of text and symbolic pictures, as well as statues, reliefs, sanctuaries and tombs, are solar in their essential nature. Therefore the quote-unquote souls of Ra, Baal-Ra, may be depicted as constituting the crew in the bark of Ra. Thereby the close relationship between prophecy and writing is announced and emphasised. The Egyptian verb zer, S-E-R, uh, means to show, to announce, hence to prophesy, when the murreg receives instructions from he who praises knowledge, Thoth, the prophecy virtually becomes revelation, and reception of philosophy, using this word in its strictly etymological sense as the love of wisdom. The lord of the bow of Ra is the messenger of prophecy, and the servant of Thoth is the receiver of prophecy brought by Thoth. Therefore, the Murek is also the writer and reciter, following the standard request for revelation and the divine command to recite, somewhat resembling the Quranic command. Quote, Come you, O one who lives as the craftsman of Istin, O praised one of the hearts of Ra, may he cause that you recite. End quote. That quote from Yasnau and Zalzuk's book, page 32. The book of Thoth speaks of the chamber of darkness and mentions a lamp of prophecy. Moreover, its dialogues may be staged as an initiatory drama performed by priestly actors. The Murech is frequently designated as a youth, Nechen, analogous to the Hellenic Apollonian Kudos, or the Arabic Fata. He hopes to participate in rituals of the divine realm and become the blessed deceased in the entourage of Thoth and other gods, thereby stressing the secrets of his patron Thoth and the related knowledge of the Osirian Duat. Accordingly, the Murdech strives for spiritual rebirth. Yeznau and Zalzik comment as follows. This quote from the same text, pages 58, 59 and 62, and this quote closes the chapter. It does seem fair to say that in the book of Thoth, the Murek, be he priest or student, undergoes a type of initiation and spiritual rebirth. The knowledge imparted is strongly, but not solely, underworldly in character. We believe that the process takes place while the Murek is alive, within the context of the temple house of life, and probably in connection with festivals. It is quite likely that in entering the sacred space of the temple and house of life, the participant was simultaneously conceived to be entering the underworld, or at least the divine otherworld. A disciple achieves a sort of rebirth, perhaps through the equivalent of the opening of the mouth ceremony, which then results in his recitation of a hymn to Imhotep Thoth. Rech prepares one's way into the beyond. <laughs>